I think the best movie of 2022 was Jaws. How do you feel about that? I, I, I'm angry at, I'm angry at this website. I'm angry at movie theaters and I'm angry at viewers because there's been some, there's been a, a, a major mishandling of some rankings. We're uh, doing a little bit of research as far as uh, total box offices for the year of, you know, horror movies. And we've come across a, a little website called the numbers.com, which they have ranked the top three. 37 horror movie box offices for the year and uh all of the movies on the list as you would possibly imagine or guess were released uh this past year in 2022 except for somehow jaws (laughs) took the number nine spot at 12 million dollar box office with 1,336 tickets sold so that bumps the number uh, 10 spot, which would have been X, and then bodies, bodies, bodies to 11. Why the fuck are people still going to see Jaws in theaters? What are we doing? <laughs> Do you know how many places you can watch Jaws for free? Yeah, but you can't see him in Dolby Digital, man. What theaters are paying money to put Jaws in front of people still? Listen, man, all I'm saying is. The Meg 2 sure is lucky it's coming out in 2023. Yeah, it doesn't have to compete with the fucking massive (laughs) whale of a box office that Jaws, the 1975 release, is still pulling in in this year of 2022. (laughs) Well, I think we can safely say it was the best shark movie of the year. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I don't think it has a lot of competition (laughs) as far as shark movies this year. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everybody, happy new scare. Welcome to the Devil's Cut podcast and all things horror podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Young, and as always here with me is uh, my co-host, Eric Rossi. How you doing today, Eric? Happy New Year to us. Baby New Year has been churned out by the vagina of time. We are now in our glorious year of 2023, moving far into the future, away from all of the terrible things that have happened this past year. <laughs> oh, oh no. I think you're wrong, Eric, because I just took a look at Baby New Year and it looks just like the guy from Men. Fuck. Fuck. Oh no. Oh, oh another Baby New Year's coming out. Oh, it's coming out it's of coming his back. It's coming out of his back? Oh no. Okay. Oh no, this second baby New Year also looks like yeah, I see where this is going. Is it just is it just baby New Year all the way down? <laughs> it's just it's just more more old men baby New Years. So <laughs> well, I guess I guess, you know, take take that how you will. You know, maybe that maybe some of you feel like that'll be good. Could be good, could be bad. Who knows? Uh but yeah, it's a new year, 2023. Uh, and we are kicking off the new year with a Look back at 2022's horror movies. We're going to do, me and Eric drew up a top 10 list of our favorite horror movies, which probably have 
lots of the same movies on him, but we're all going to we're going to go through that in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into our our rankings and our feelings on the, the movies of years past, uh, Eric, you wanted to talk about. So this has come up in the news recently. I, I vaguely heard of it, but I know you're you, you, you've done some more research in it. So you're going to tell us about a lawsuit that came up recently regarding uh, movie trailers. We have a very interesting um, court case that is kind of floating around right now has to do with the movie yesterday the 2019 movie uh, about the world without beetles uh and oh where the guy the 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 indian guy writes all of the beatles songs and then passes it off as his own i think er, uh, mid-december this past year a district judge stephen wilson essentially given the green light as to pushing this case farther along in the courts the bulk of the lawsuit has to do with two Anna de Arms fans. They saw the trailer for this movie, and then in the final cut of the movie, she had been cut out. So, like, her role was majorly reduced. Well, that's just sad to begin with. I mean, yeah, that was that was the wrong move to make on their part in general. But <laughs> they rent this movie. She's barely in the movie, and they're pissed. So that, But she is in the movie. But they're... Uh, half of the lawsuit is alleging that it's false advertising and it's damaging to consumers. So... Well, uh, okay, keep going. It, I got it sounds like a stretch, right? Right? It sounds like a crazy <laughs> stretch to be like, all right, this movie was not the movie we were sold, so it's, you know, it's something we're gonna sue over. Yeah. Sounds a little crazy, but... Well, that's the American judicial system. Yeah. But it has the potential to really change the landscapes of how we view trailers, put trailers together, and market trailers to, like, you know, the consumers. And I think for horror movies, it may have a far larger impact than we might initially consider. Go on. I'm interested. How so? So, if you look back at some of the, you know, good horror movie trailers... A lot of them either kind of mislead as far as what the actual movie is going to be about, whether they give you a small snippet of information uh, in the case of maybe Barbarian or... Yeah, that's the first one that jumps to mind. Yeah, or even movies like Scream. A lot of their trailer and their marketing, they lead you to believe that Drew Barrymore might be the lead of that movie. And she's dead in the first ten seconds. <laughs> if those two, if those two guys were uh, were Drew Barrymore fans, they would have been really upset. Yeah. Or if you look at Halloween Resurrection, the two thousand two one, they you know lead you to believe that Laurie Strode's going to be a pretty big feature, and she's dead within the first. Oh, 15 but she minutes. dies right in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barbarian leads you to believe it's going to be. I mean, we had a whole episode about yeah. it. it leads you to believe it's like one type of movie, but then it's like a way different type. And it's it's not a new practice. Like horror movies have been intentionally leaving out, you know, details or you know, putting in different scenes and different cuts to kind of like change it up in the trailer so that way you can see the trailer get hooked on the trailer and then you show up in the movie and there are scenes missing there are scenes left out there are scenes that are saved for like director's cuts well yeah you gotta scare people it's kind of like a tried and true tradition as far as some trailers go so it'll be very interesting to see this goofy little case if it ends up moving along and winning in court i think it's about to head to the discovery phase um, so there hasn't been an actual trial just yet. 
but it, it you know, has the potential to really shake up some things in the movie industry. And, and not not for good either, because if Zack Krager w- was like forced to reveal what kind of movie Barbarian was, you know, in the trailer, not that it wouldn't be as good of a movie because the movie's just good. I, I, even after you've already seen mm-hmm. it, it's a good movie. But like the initial like shock of like what the twist of that movie is, is so that's like M. Night Shyamalan's out yeah. of a job. I mean, <laughs> if you look at movies like um, even farther back, like uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Almost all of the shots in the trailer for Jurassic Park were completely cut out of the final movie. It's like a completely different thing. All you know is it's dinosaurs. What if the trailers for The Sixth Sense ha- had like Bruce Willis being like, so I'm dead this whole time? And they'd, you'd be like, oh, I guess that's what the movie's about. Like, what? You can't. I, it's it's weird. It, I, it's less about like <laughs> identifying your plot and more about like not misidentifying um what your movie is to the consumer so like if you you know have like in the case of this yesterday movie if you have a character whose role gets greatly reduced but still ends up in the final cut of the trailer like the trailer could still be conveying the exact nature tone theme of the movie without being the exact cuts of that movie right yeah I think it's it's just a very interesting uh, thing that seems to have floated under I, the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's a. I think this is. I think this is extremely stupid. Also, these guys are just they're just being annoying. Like, <laughs> like to be to even bring it this far, you know, like just because Anna Diarmas wasn't in a few more minutes of your movie that you watched, like. Come on, it's so stupid. But also, if we're following their logic, I mean, I know you said it's like it's less about identifying the plot of the movie. But what if like take go back to the M. Night Shyamalan thing? What if I was like, I thought this movie trailer told me that it was going to be this movie. I don't like movies with plot twists and they sprung it on me. So that's false. Like, you know, like because you can use the same logic. According to Variety, um, Universal sought to throw out a lawsuit arguing the movie trailers are entitled to a broad uh, protection under the First Amendment, but lawyers argue that the trailers are like an artistic expression work. So yeah. it's it's more protected and thus should not I be agree. Con- or it should be considered non-commercial speech. But a trailer is kind of entirely a commercial under the California false advertising law. Um, it states that it is kind of in an unfair territory where your trailer has to be commercial speech because it is a commercial for your movie. And thus, that's where they are kind of gaining some traction. It's like a weird wording mm. of like the, um, yeah, the law fucking fucking laws and their dumb wording. It is, it is interesting, but it's also just extremely stupid. <laughs> like it's so stupid and i am one of those people i'm not alone here i love movie trailers sometimes i'll just spend like a whole afternoon watching movie trailers just because i i think it's like an art form in and of itself absolutely without a doubt and in it you know what a lot of the time i end up seeing a movie and thinking i liked the trailer better oh yeah you know (laughs) So, uh, and I just, I think it's like, it's, that's, that's where I'm at. Cause I think it should be like a movie trailer should be 
like somebody had to like artistically stitch this stuff together to make a Absolutely. like appealing product all by itself. Like, cause the, it is a commercial, but it's also like its own thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it is kind of this weird gray area, but I love trailers and I don't want you to fuck with it because we get, we're really good at movie trailers <laughs> right now. Yeah. I think in the past couple of years, we've had more successful movie trailers than we've had in the last decade. Like just, I, th- I think we're starting to get over the like first reaction of, okay, put together a trailer that shows exactly what's going to happen in this movie so we can put people in seats uh, versus the yeah. let's put out this trailer so it's super interesting and doesn't give away the entire plot. And I'm, I'm glad that we're heading back in that direction where people can put together something that doesn't ruin the entire like viewing experience with giving everything away, but also like giving enough to hook us. Yeah, except for except for Marvel movies, because Marvel movies have gone the other direction where now they show you the whole plot of the movie start to finish. I'll go. I'm going to see uh, Quantumania, but I know everything that happens in the movie, basically, because the, the trailer is like 10 minutes long and it shows you the whole like beat for beat the whole plot because Disney knows they're like, oh, we don't care. Anybody, everybody's coming. We're going to make six billion dollars every time we put out a movie with this red and white sticker on it. So, like, <laughs> you know, who gives a fuck? You know, my, Disney don't care. But like for every other movie that actually has to like try, you know, movie trailers have been really good. Just like, you know, our most recently covered movie, Bones and All, the Bones and All trailer might be better than the movie. Yeah. The tra- you sent me that trailer and I immediately was like, I'm seeing this tomorrow because this looks fucking awesome. And Bones and All was good, but it was just like, I was so hyped from the trailer. The trailer gives it a different feel. Yeah, definitely. Just because it's a different movie than the trailer, I'm not going to go fucking sue the, <laughs> the, the state of California. I'm not going to sue Hollywood because they like <laughs> made me feel different in a trailer. Like, Okay, so if you crazy. had to guess how much that they were seeking as representatives of a class action lawsuit on the, on the base of uh, the class of movie consumers. I couldn't even fathom a guess. You're just going to have to drop this number on me. They want five oh million on behalf of uh, movie consumers. Uh, if once it gets you know through this next uh, discovery phase of the, uh, it'll end up with a uh, classification. Okay. Now that being said, uh, and I am quite against this. Can I also get in? On it? <laughs> <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> Can I voice how stupid I think it is, but then also get a little bit of the cut, you know? <laughs> I mean, those law- the lawyers are going to get, like, $4.9 of that money, and then the two schmoes are going to get, like, 60 bucks each. They're going to get, like, basically, like, a month's worth of free movies <laughs> to also be upset at, and then, <laughs> and then everyone's going to forget about yeah, it. It's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on uh, as I hear updates about it. Yeah, keep us, uh, you know, keep... Keep the, uh, the, the the devil's cut listeners. Uh, we'll keep keep them updated, uh, and and me as well. I'm I'm interested. Do we do we have like a time frame? I know the. I mean, this is again the American American judicial system. So we're probably looking at like a 2030 resolution to this. Yeah, I don't imagine like within the next year or so we'll have an answer. It was a uh, suit that started, I believe, in late 2019 or early 2020, and it's just gotten to this phase now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it roll out as it goes. So, yeah, Devil's Cut listeners, t- check back uh, for our top 10 of of 
you know, 2032 and we'll give you an update <laughs> on the progress of the lawsuit. Uh, well, yeah. I, so I think you want to, uh, you want, you want to move on over, uh, to the, uh, yeah, let's, let's get to, to, the to reason, our top 10 list. Let's get to the reason why we're all here. Yeah. All right. Get the transition noise ready. There he goes. What do you want to touch on first? Do you want to go with our lists first or do you want to talk about the, 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 what the people say, the top, you know, the gross list of like how much money horror movies made this year. Mm, let's talk about that a smidge. Let's, I'll, I'll pull up some numbers as far as, uh, people voting with their money. This was the, the top 10 for, uh, box offices. Yeah. Hit us with it. Sorry. And this is number, this is going to start with the most gross or are you going to start with the least? I'll start with the least and work my way up. I'm also going to take Jaws out of this list so that we can have a okay, more so- reasonable <laughs> purview of what the fuck this list is. That's not what the people said with their wallets, Eric. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Jaws did not come out this year. Why the fuck is it on this list? <laughs> All right. Starting at number 11. Is Avatar on no. here? It's not a horror movie. This is just horror movies. I think it's horrible. <laughs> oh, wait. It's hor- uh, oh, we're not talking about horrible. We're talking about horrific. Right. All right. Never mind. Okay. Go carry on. So starting at number 11, we have Bodies, 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 raking in 11 uh, and a half, roughly 11 and a half million gross. I didn't know that was an A24 movie. Uh, yeah. I didn't see it, so I didn't, I don't oh, know. Oh, excuse me. With Jaws out of the way, that's number 10. Number 10 is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, jo- so we're, we're mo- removing Jaws, remember. Uh, coming in at number 9, surprisingly, X, with, uh, just a little bit more than an 11 and a half, uh, million dollar gross. Are you surprised because it's that far down, or that it's on the top I'm 10? I'm surprised it's that far down, only looking at ah. the stuff that is closer to the top of the list. I'm, I'm surprised. Okay, that's yeah. coming in at number eight, which is a surprise to me, uh, is Pray for the Devil at 19 million. Wow, that movie. Oh, well, here we go. Here's why it made so much money. Again, it, they cheated because they rated themselves PG 13. They didn't make the movie <laughs> scary enough, is what I'm hearing. They should have made it scarier, got a, got a R, and ended up as number 12. <laughs> They made it less scary, but rated it PG-13. That's why it even came up that high. You make a movie, movie PG-13, you open yourself up to, like, way more revenue because suddenly, like, way more people are able to come see your movie. Mall, mall crowd teens, you know? It- uh, coming in at number seven, we have The Invitation, which was that goofy uh, vampire movie. Yeah, all right. So The Invitation didn't... I, I, real quick. The Invitation didn't make it onto to my list, um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie well enough. I actually watched it on a flight uh, over Thanksgiving. It was it was it had a very like romance novel like Twilight vibe to it. But my big problem with this movie, and it actually took away from my internal score that I gave it, because I was like, this was pretty good. It's a movie about vampires. It, it, the chick has to like go across the seas to meet some long lost family she didn't know she had because she was dot whatever. The family is, is like a bunch of people who worship this vampire who like protects the families. But in the last like ten minutes of the movie, they just casually, in an almost like offhanded line, suggest that this vampire is Dracula. <laughs> you you don't get to just like. Make a vampire movie 
and and not even mention that this is Dracula until like someone offhandedly says he might be like at the last two seconds of the movie. No, if this is it, you can have a vampire movie and you can have a Dracula movie. You can't like just spring Dracula at, at the last two seconds. It's not how that works. Like you can't. It just it, it made me so mad. <laughs> Imagine, I don't know why. Like, at the very end of Twilight, like the the whole like franchise, <laughs> editor was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did some time in Romania." It's like, what? What? Yeah. What? Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. Like you, if Edward's been Dracula the whole time, and you're just telling me now, exactly. You can't. You can't do it. It, it really threw me for a loop, and it took like at least like two points off of the the score for me. I love the tenacity, right? Like, how dare you, you movie? But yeah, that brought in uh twenty five million. Uh, let's see. Then also PG thirteen, man. Yeah, another PG thirteen that, that brings in that money. Barbarian at number six with forty, or is it Barbarian number? I, I'm now that we we're are past Jaws. you removed we're past I, Jaws. This is def- the def- definitive number six. Okay. Okay. Um. Then we have Halloween ends at sixty-four million. Ooh, that's a uh, divisive. Yeah. Uh, you know, people might hate it. They did go to, but see they it. went to see it. <laughs> um. Number five is uh. Number five. Uh. Excuse me. Number four is Scream at eighty-one million. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well deserved. Uh, number three, the. Number three, the black phone at ninety, million, oh, which was a huge surprise phone. to me. But yeah, well, you know, you got that, you got that son of son of king power behind it. You know? It's funny, like the f- top five are literally all just Universal and Paramount movies. Of course. So number five was Universal with Halloween Ends. Four, uh, Paramount. Yeah. Three, Universal. Number two. Which was huge surprise to me. Did not see this coming. Dark Horse side on it, say, was Smile at a hundred and five million dollar box office. Ooh, that's some big numbers. But you know what? Not surprising to me because marketing man, they they had one of the best marketing campaigns since like I don't know since like Paranormal Activity. I mean, they definitely had a very strong marketing campaign. I I just did not. I mean, we'll we'll definitely talk more about this when we get into our ranking. But like, I just did not see this movie like, you know, bridging the gap into like mainstream success the way it did. I really thought this was like a creepy pasta on film, and uh, it, it, it well it is. It is. You're but not wrong. It, it fucking grabbed the world by the cojones this year. Really did, yeah. It, it's it, it's just swept in. I I didn't expect it to be quite. I would have. Uh, I definitely would have imagined it would make it on this like top. You know, in the top twenty. But to make it number two highest grossing is pretty impressive. Um, but also, but also, I don't like it because it. There's lots of other way better way more like visionary movies on this list and this just encourages people studios to to do not the good stuff you know (laughs) i think i think it's up there with uh as far as dividends like it might have made more than a lot of some of those other movies too because i don't think smile Mm. had like a particularly insanely high budget yeah well i i wouldn't imagine I can I can understand that why it would have like not not a huge budget. Um, but you know what? I I kind of take it back a little bit. My statement, you know, that it uh, the 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 good artsy stuff being like disencouraged from studios 
only because I, the, of the top spot, the number one movie. Yes, which is Nope at number one with yeah. $123 which I also, million dollar <laughs> box office. Which I, I should I should just like quit the podcast because I also did not see oh this Oh my movie. God. All right. Well, I saw it, so I got us covered. <laughs> I know. Thank you. It's on, but it is on my, we talked earlier, we have a list of movies that were released in 2022 that we didn't see that we uh are, are you know resolved to catch up on and, and watch you know in the in, in early in the 2023 so that way we can be fresh and ready to go but so nope is on there for mm-hmm. me but but i know that i just know it's good because you know what jordan peele only makes fucking awesome movies like uh, uh get out us even his uh like stint on the the little reboot of twilight zone like he touches scary stuff and it just shines, man. He's so I don't I don't even need to. I do need to see it, but I don't need to see it to know that it's. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. a, it, it, it's definitely on my list for the for my top 10 that we'll get into in a little bit. But before we do that, yeah, I, I just wanted to like gloss over some numbers uh, and sorry for everyone who thinks numbers are super boring. But oh, numbers are interesting. Kind of a big fucking deal for the horror industry. This is um, good stuff. So this year was a huge jump up from the last year and we're going to rewind all the way back to 2020 now these yeah, numbers let's go. i'm scrolling back these numbers get doused a little bit because you know we're still in the midst of a pandemic in 2020 not everyone has like True. access to the movie theaters the way some people do but we're looking at a 200 million dollar gross for 2020 of the top 38 horror movies if you scroll out to 2021, that number jumps all the way up to uh, $580 million and a whopping $644 million for 2022. Wow. So. Yeah, and that's crazy because we were, before we started recording, we were just talking about how when we were making our lists, so many movies that would have been in our top 10 didn't come out this year they actually came out the year before so i would have bet i would have bet money last year would have had a higher uh higher uh gross uh movie sales like uh just because of the just absolute monsters that came out last yeah, year there were some juggernauts but this year really swept it everybody you know had far more access to theaters and they, yeah. they definitely came out in droves like you're right. Yeah, I guess that, you know, Nope was out. So that's a bit. I mean, Jordan Peele brings him out, man. And yeah, we didn't have a smile last year. Like we didn't have one of those just like all I don't want to say generic because it's not like it's a generic movie. Like it was a, it's a good movie. But like to to there, there's just certain horror movies where you're like, yeah, everybody can kind of get behind mm-hmm. this one. You know? Yeah. We didn't really have one last year because like even like our favorites like Night House, like Malignant, those those movies not everybody's gonna be like oh yeah i'll go see that looks like no i mean they're a little bit farther under the radar like smile definitely benefits from the paramount flag uh but yeah the mass appeal of smile was completely underrated i think by at least me like yeah and black phone you know we didn't have like a stephen king type you know movie last year i don't think right Uh, taking a quick look i'm not seeing any so like black phones one of those you know, we didn't have one of these ones, so that that came out. We had Scream, which was again huge. We had Halloween ends, but we, you know, last year we had Halloween Kills, so they kind of cancel each other out. 
but it's t- it's made this year made up for it with the addition of Scream. Plus, you have like Barbie. Yeah, so we got you know it, and and let's let us let us not forget Jaws because you have to count it because it brought in twelve million dollars. That's not a you, you know, know what's crazy. <laughs> if you take the twelve million out of this, it's it's still. I mean, we still made still more this year, but I mean, year, yeah. But you can't, you know, deny that it helped add to the the gap. <laughs> as much as we hate that it's there, uh, yeah. Also, X and Pearl, uh, both came out this year, so that's twenty million. You know, between the two of them, uh, which is also crazy that we had a movie and its sequel come in in the same year. Yeah, in the same calendar year. Fantastic. I think. Yeah, wild. I I, I can't wait for Maxine, but we'll we'll get into that towards the end of the episode. Plus, you have number 12. So I'm just dipping down on the list a little bit. You have number 12 on the list, Terrifier 2, which was a big viral phenomenon. You know, oh, everybody's throwing up in the theaters. You better go see this movie, you know. So that's, that's you know, 10 million right there. And it's just little things like that we had just a lot less of in the uh, in the year prior. So A couple of these were releasing, like, you know, uh, VOD streaming as, like, simultaneous True. releases. Yeah, you're right. So, like... It's still impressive to see such a high number. Yeah, I believe. So Halloween Ends released uh, uh, streaming, like, I think a week or two after um came out. Yeah, because I remember seeing it in theaters, and then I watched it, I rewatched it for the podcast only, like, uh, like a week later, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I think the Black Phone did a similar thing. I, I think that came out on either, like, Peacock uh, or Paramount, like, very soon after... I know um, Smile uh, did the same thing. Those might be the only ones, though, because I think HBO, after they got bought by Discovery, they stopped doing the, like, day and date, like, theater and streaming releases. But uh, but still, I mean, oh, Scream, also Paramount. So you got, they dropped Scream, too. And to, for Scream to still make it to $80 million and, and it drop on, like, Paramount Plus, like, the same week. Yeah, bonkers. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So all those people who say fucking straight to streaming is killing the movie industry, you're wrong because people are still going to go see movies in the theater if they were going to to begin with. And according to these ticket sales, more <laughs> they've been hungry for it. The, the it's It only helps get, in my opinion, it only helps get the word of the movie out more because if people weren't going to go see it in theaters, they're, they're not going to. But they might watch it if it's just free on a thing they're already paying for. And then they if they end up like it, they 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 talk about it, you know? So like it can only I feel like it only helps, you know. And then and then you get more views for for it, like you and me. You know, we watched Halloween in theaters, but then we went and watched it again. I've watched it I've watched Halloween ends like three times. I've watched at it at least. I think five times since it came out. Yeah. Like Yeah. It's good. It's still good. It's good. It's still good. Well, you know, it's I'm sure it's on at least one of our lists. So we'll have to, uh, you know, get to it. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that covers, you know, the the. do you have any more numbers you'd like to uh, highlight? Uh, nothing, my nothing friend right now. I think there's a couple like individual things once we get into our ranking. But uh, I, I think for now, it's, it's a good jumping off point to really drill down into what our top five were. Yes. All right. So let's take a quick break. Another, uh, cue another sound effect noise. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for, Matt and Eric's top 10 lists of 2022. 
why don't you go, uh, you go first. You want to just do like, uh, you give me your full 10, I'll give you my full 10, and then we can kind of like, we'll see where we're at. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> let, give me give me your 10 with two honorable mentions, because that's what I'm going to do. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, we're just bear with us, listeners, you know, this is our first our first year podcasting, and this is our first, you know, big, big ranking we've done so far, so, you know, we'll... We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll next year. We'll we'll do we'll do a better right. job. So again, this is our this is my pick. This is Eric's picks for the top ten in order. We're gonna Rick's go picks. honorable mention up to one. <laughs> Rick's picks. All right, first. So are you doing? So you're to start with the honorable mentions. Yeah, we'll work our way up to the top. Okay. 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 First honorable mention is the black phone. Uh, second, Halloween oh. and. <gasps> Wow. All right, number number ten is Men, Orphan, Smile, okay. Terrifier Two, Nope, Barbarian, Hellbender, X, Mad God, and Pearl. Okay, okay, solid, solid. There's a lot of overlap. Um, not necessarily in the same order, but we definitely got ones that are our, our lists, our streams are crossing a bit. Okay, if you will. Um, so for me, so yeah, uh, honorable mentions. I have three. Four honorable mentions on this list. Okay. Um, in no particular order for the for the honorables, uh, we have Fresh mm-hmm. uh, with uh, what's his name, the Winter Soldier. We got Terrifier Two. We have The Sadness, which you can check out on Shutter. It's a uh, Taiwanese horror film. And I have Orphan First Kill on my. That is my final honorable okay. mention. Um, I was tempted to put orphan first kill on my list because it was one of the more enjoyable experiences i had this year but uh, it's like so barely a horror movie interesting that like because like orphan one is definitely a horror movie Mm -hmm. but like orphan first kill like it's like i don't know it's it's so it it's great it's fan i love the movie so much but i really feel like it is like like it's like not scary at all okay like there's no you're not afraid like i don't know i was never like it's hard for me to consider it a horror movie obviously it is you know like i'll it obviously counts but that's why it's on my honorable mentions because i can't quite fit it into the top 10 of like you know like these are great horror movies like you know so it just it kind of just a little bit fell short, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch it. You should. Everybody should absolutely watch Orphan First Kill because it is mind blowing that they were able to make this good of a movie with this girl. That's why I, fifteen years that's later, why I put it as number nine on mine. I was like, wow, I was really impressed by this movie uh, viewing experience. I was amazed that they were able to like pull another like rabbit out of the hat for this one. Uh, I loved the like twist plot and uh the twist was so good just to be able to do a twist in this franchise is like mind-blowing to me like okay you figured out a way to do it and you did it in a very uh kind of bury the lead way and i like that yeah it was so clever i i i was like what are they gonna do but i do have to take some points away for the title yeah because title (laughs) it's not even because she doesn't even they tell you that she's already made her first kill even before the prequel. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a. So it's this a should be orphan convention. more kills. Yeah. <laughs> like it's orphan kills some more. 
That's what it should be called because it still doesn't even make any sense. But no, Orphan's great. I I don't disagree with you. If you put it number nine, solid, solid choice. You know, I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to say, why'd you do that? You know, just for me, I, I felt a little weird including it in, in the list, mostly because I just was like, well, there's good, there's spookier movies that I got to go. I got to put up here. Um, but so those are my honorable mentions. Did you check out the sadness ever? I didn't get a chance to. It's on my backlog. It's really good. It's I know the uh, so uh, pl- to plug another podcast. Uh, uh, Too scary. Didn't watch they uh, those girls covered um, the sadness and they really hated it <laughs> like a lot. Uh, but I found that the the subject matter is very bleak and dark and maybe a little bit over the top, but. It's have you ever read the the horror comic The Crossed? Yes, you've shown me some Crossed. Yeah, it's kind of got Crossed vibes where it's like sometimes it's just like gross for the sake of being gross, you know? So it, that you do get those vibes here and there in the movie, but the effects for the gore and stuff are like outstanding. Like if you want to see a gory movie, that one that one will definitely uh wet your whistle um and fresh was good because uh we watched fresh together Mm -hmm. the uh one one thing in that movie still stuck with me the fact that he cut that girl's butt off and ate it like i still think about that like what would it be like to just not have a butt it would be bad yeah i i think about it all the time and that's why it made it because i'm still to this day thinking about that one thing in the movie uh, I I, I left that I'm off like, for well, a very similar stink. reason you left Orphan off. I was like, this movie was very good. I didn't ever feel like at, like terrified yeah. during yep. the movie. Um, it was a lot of. Well, fun. You know what? That's because you're a man, Eric. You don't have to worry about. I it. can suspend my disbelief. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Uh, but yeah, the, just that one because you never see it in the movie. But like you, it is told to you that he took the girl's butt off, and I just think about that all the time. And I'm going, well, that would be really, really awful. So <laughs> what's your number 10? Let's start. Let's start with your number 10. Yeah. All right. So now so now we go to the top my, Matt's top 10 list. Matt's list. Uh, number 10. I have Mad God. Wow. OK. Number 10. I have Mad God. Number nine. I have Halloween ends. Uh, number eight. I have men at number seven. I have werewolf by night. The Marvel one. Uh, the Marvel one. Yeah, we can talk about that one. Uh, number six. I have prey. OK. Uh, number five, I have Barbarian. At number four, I have Hatching. Oh, I'm glad you put that one on there. Yeah. Number three, I have X. Number two, I have Scream or Scream 5, depending on how you want to, you know, word that. And at number one, uh, after our episode on it, I don't think it's any surprise that Pearl is my number one movie of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you have also (laughs) left it at number one because that makes it very easy for both of us. You have it here now. Yes. Really early in the episode, we can tell you Pearl is the best fucking horror movie of the year. And thank you. you. Anything else about Pearl? Go listen to our Pearl episode. Yeah. We, I, I don't think any, any movie review has been more glowing than me and Eric's entire podcast episode about Pearl. It is 100% the best horror movie of the whole year. There's no arguing. Nobody send me any messages. No one tweeted us. It's the best. You're all wrong if you disagree. But also, we still love you and keep listening. And what's funny is, did you have Barbarian as number five also? Uh, I did have Barbarian as five. Interesting. So I think we can lock in the bottom and top of our list right now, our, our final list. 
Oh, that that gives us a nice little a nice little cup to uh, drop the rest of the yeah, movies. Yeah, I like this. Very good. One, two, three, four. Wow, look how it. You know, what? sometimes uh, things just work out in life. You know, let this be a good sign for for twenty twenty three. Yeah, Bar- Barbarian was number five on my list. Um, but yeah, so so let's go back to your. Uh, so give me your your ten to six again. My ten to six. All right, my ten to six was yeah. Men, Orphan, Smile, Terrifier two, and Nope. Okay, so so Smile made it on your list. Smile did not make it on my list. Um, Terrifier also did not make it on my list. I after seeing it the other day, finally, <clears throat> I I definitely had to get it in the top ten because, uh, you know, it was such a huge impact on like horror media uh you know everyone and their mother like went to see this movie uh everyone was raving about this movie you know we had that that classic report of people are throwing up outside of this theater so i was like all right we gotta see this before the end of the year before we have this conversation so we can give it its due um they'll what do you think do you think we'll do an episode on this one I would actually like to do kind of like a double a double feature yeah. uh, kind of because the movies, the they're not exactly like plot thick, you know, yeah. like they <laughs> I think we can barrel through both movies Definitely. and maybe even talk about uh, uh, the like prequel one a little bit. Okay. Uh, so stay, stay but tuned. But I would everybody. like to do an episode. Yeah. Stay tuned. That's a stay tuned for Terrifier because, yeah, I would like to talk about it. The only reason I. It's just so fresh in my mind still that I want I like I liked it a lot so I definitely put it on my honorable mentions, um, but I haven't let it, it hasn't sat with me long enough. You know what I mean? I, I think that so, the over the top gore and the special effects and just it was the things good. that I saw on screen I haven't seen in a whole lot of other movies. Uh, it, and such good like practical yeah, effects, man! Yeah. Like everybody, go back, go back to the practical CG is has its places and you can definitely use it to enhance stuff but we gotta stop with the cg blood man it's gotta it's gotta stop hey, go back to corn syrup if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> like i need to see real liquid splattering everywhere it just doesn't work without it um so yeah uh and so what was the what were the other ones in your top list that we haven't touched or the top end of your list uh it or i guess the bottom the bottom the bottom half would be. of my list uh was nope <laughs> smile orphan and men i liked like i said before i thought orphan was really good uh i thought for them to bring that franchise back so many years later uh and do the type of movie that they did was really impressive uh i i know i saw the the buzz about that movie coming out and i shot holes in the bottom of that boat before it even you know landed (laughs) i was like there's no way that movie's gonna be good it's gonna be trash and i was wrong i was pleasantly and happily you know incorrect yeah i was surprised i was also surprised um i had to get Um, men on there surprised that nope i'm surprised that nope is so so far down for you uh it was really good it was one of those you know major like blockbuster movies it was as harry styles would say one of those movies that you go see in theaters as a movie um (laughs) (laughs) what a what a man of words he is Uh, (laughs) voice of a generation uh, but I, yeah. I, it was it, <laughs> it was just one of those movies where I was like, you know, for my specific tastes, it was it was really good. It was a lot of fun, and, you know, tons of mystery, interesting visuals. But it just didn't have it didn't make me feel bad enough about life to be within oh, the top. You know, what a I key mean? a key factor. 
key factor for me and Eric here at the Devil's Cut. It, if in order to make it really high up on the list, you got to make us feel. Yeah, bad. you got. I got to walk away from that movie going like <laughs> either, what the fuck did I see? That was like nothing I've ever seen before, or wow, that makes me feel so bad about life and existence. Uh, I need to see it again. Which is so such another good testament to why Pearl's so good because what a bright and colorful and fun movie that still makes you feel bad. Um. Let's see what else I got. Uh, a smile was another one that came in, you know, at the uh, tail end of my year. I was surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised by how good and how successful that movie was. For uh, sure, we already yeah. talked about that a little bit. And uh, I thought Men was just such a visual um, trip. You know, I hadn't seen a whole lot of other shit like it this year, and I, I I needed to get that one somewhere <laughs> on the list, but. You know, it's lack of uh, it. It's kind of lack of delivery on a, a couple levels. You know, landed at the tenth spot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, I feel like Men was trying to say so much that it ended up saying very little. Yes. You know, because it, it was it was just it it was trying to tackle like lots of like high concept stuff, at, but also. The, the setup of the movie kind of required it to be a little more grounded and it ended up being like this weird kind of in between sort of like uh purgatory type feeling the whole movie where you really n- never felt grounded in one camp or the other is like is this like a totally like trippy like existential kind of thing or is this actually happening you never really yeah. felt like on solid footing in that movie which i guess can be unsettling in and of itself but like I don't know. It didn't quite stick the landing, but like you said, the visuals, I have never, the stuff that happens in that movie, I have never seen before. Uh, And so uh, for, uh, same thing, Uh, men landed at number eight in mine. So it's still in my bottom half of my list. So we're, we're, we're in agreement on that. You know, it's, it it deserves to be up here because I think everybody should, should see it. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's definitely, definitely a go watch. It's in the top 10. All right. Warning. Warning to warning to listeners, it's uh, there's definitely some well trigger warning. There's definitely some like uh, stuff that would be may, may be hard for some to watch. Extreme but, body horror and extreme gore. All subject matter. Also, there's lots of like a, yeah. abuse and 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 talks of suicide yeah, and stuff. But um, and things of that nature. It's but yeah. Also, warning that it's a very slow. Uh, slow paced movie like it the it it ramps up at the end but it takes you basically the full like two hours to get there so you got to really buckle in and just like enjoy the ambiance for a while and and then then you get your reward at, at the end but it's there you'll see stuff you never thought you would see in a movie so <laughs> um it, i i still recommend it quite a bit um so for me I have here's a big conflict for us because it, you have Mad God in your top five. Mm, I have it as number two, and it's what last on yours? It's last. It's number. It barely, barely made wow. it. The in fact, the only not that you know, I I don't like the movie because obviously, I mean, it's it's on this list in general, so obviously, I quite enjoyed it, but um, <clears throat> it's just a little too narratively loose for me. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, you know, I don't need characters saying things. Like, I don't need dialogue in a movie. And there is some dialogue in this movie. I don't need that. But it's just a little too much on the 
side of we're just gonna we're gonna forego storytelling to just show you weird stuff you know and i wish there was just like a little bit more of like a followable through line through it all totally understand um if anyone who doesn't know but, mad god is a yeah. uh movie that came oh, out yeah this year. phil tippett phil tippett who's a stop motion uh huge huge stop motion guy giant in the industry he worked on star Wars, like the original star wars is uh i believe he also worked on like robocop and jurassic park jurassic park that's um, what i was thinking of he had a project that was ongoing for about 30 years he had started creating it like at the beginning of his career and then slowly chipped away at it working towards developing and shooting it uh and then it got shelved for like i think 17 years or something and then just got to a point where he was like i'm gonna hire some interns and we're gonna you know knock this thing out and uh he put together a what was that an 80 minute how long was it uh yeah i believe it was around 80 80 minutes oh no actually it's uh no yeah 80 minutes it's an hour 23 but it was just this huge stop motion epic of disgusting uh nightmare fuel uh yeah basically it's it's about uh yeah it's about like this one guy called the what do they call him uh this the assassin the assassin uh, this guy, he's got like a really awesome design. He's just got like this bowler hat, this all this like military, like World War. This movie has a very like World War One sort of like industrial aesthetic to it. Um, he's like this, you know, he he descends into like what is essentially hell and he has a briefcase. And all you know for most of the movie is that he's just kind of walking towards a destination. There's some live action bits because I, and I think that comes up with them just wanting to finish the movie faster. So they just ended up like casting real people and doing some weird live action stuff that gets spliced in with the rest of it. But I mean, I I put this at number 10 because it's, it just is a visual like treat. Like if you guys just like looking at scary shit yeah that's the um, one for you if, if you he, need disgusting yeah, like imagery and like creepy little guys is the best way to describe it i think <laughs> imagine if you had like a uh nightmare before christmas but instead of the movie being about jack it was about looking at all of the creepy little guys behind jack as jack walked <laughs> through the movie silently <laughs> That that's how I enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas. I just spend all my time looking at the creepy little guys. Uh, but okay, so if you had that at ten, I had that at two. I'm willing to concede and put it to the side of my top five. Currently. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just put let's put Mad God. We'll put him, we'll put him off on to the, the side, side and for see now. if we need to back because I do think there is there is quite a lot to be said for just the level of artistic achievement in the movie. Like it, it's. It it is a gorgeous. Well, it's a disgusting movie, but disgustingly gorgeous. Like it is insane that somebody beautifully haunting almost by themselves did this. Like it's crazy. So I, I, we'll keep it on. We can talk about it later. Um. So here we go down to my number seven. I'm willing to. You know, you didn't see this. I don't think. And also, I'm willing to not included in the top five consensus, but I just want to do a quick little touch on Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I totally missed this one. I'm not super plugged into the Marvel uh, release schedule. And Yeah, uh, Eric's not a big not, Marvel guy. He, Marvel he sees board. the movies. He sees the movies, you know, eventually, for the most part. 
you know, but I'm the real like big time like Marvel nerd, superhero nerd in general. I mean, like he is also, you know, we both went to school to make comic books, but like I, I, I'm the big like Marvel movie goer in the group. So, but Werewolf by Night was a a Disney Plus uh, release, came out this Halloween. Uh, It was directed by Michael uh, Giacchino. Starring uh, Gail Burnell, Laura Donnelly, lots of other really good actors and actresses. Um, it's just a, it's like the, a, a real, so it, you know, if anybody isn't familiar with the Marvel character Werewolf by Night, he's uh, the uh, appropriate, the aptly named Jack Russell uh, is a, <laughs> is like a guy who is also a werewolf. It's about as complicated as it gets. But he kind of like, you know, focuses on like more of the the spooky stuff in Marvel, like the the supernatural, the creepy things. So in this movie, and it's a pretty short movie. It's like a, I don't even think it's a full, yeah, it's 52 minutes. So it's not even a full hour. It, the whole movie is shot in black and white. It's all, uh, it's got this like crazy dedication to feeling like the old time universal horror movies like wolfman and I was stuff say, it seemed from its like uh presentation it seemed like it was edging as far as it could towards like universal monster movies yeah yeah it's about like all, all of these different like monster hunters from the mcu that we haven't encountered yet but they have existed you know they're all gathered to this funeral for this like legendary monster hunter um uh ulysses bloodstone and for the funeral, the there's like a game that is going to be played where they're going to be let out into this like sort of labyrinth and they have like the first one to hunt down this monster like gets uh, I think I think there's like a special like magic power thing, like a stone that like Ulysses had and whoever wins the hunt gets to have it. Um, so it's about Jack Russell and then Elsa Bloodstone, who's Ulysses daughter. They kind of like team up and it's just like this like big like sprawling hunt for a monster it's our first on-screen i think ever um look at uh man thing who is a personal favorite i like you can ask anybody i'm a big swampy like i love swamp thing i love man thing i love creature from the black lagoon if you hang out in a bog or a swamp or a body of water i'm you're my guy that's like my my whole thing so, so I like wet guys. So like it, um, but it's just it, the move, the, the, it's, it's 52 minutes. It is a real love letter to, uh, to old, old horror. And also because it's in black and white, I think they were like allowed to be gory because people lose limbs in this movie. People are getting torn apart and blood splatters everywhere, but it's black. So I guess like. That's fine. It does I know it does make a huge difference as far as ratings. Yeah, so so they're allowed to get like way goyer than any Marvel movie has before. So like it it's it's just a good time. It's a fun romp. All the characters are good, the actors are good. You know, it is a Marvel movie, so you have to like give it its little, you know, it's obviously going to be a little cutesy here and there. Um but I don't think it quite makes it into the top five, especially since you haven't seen it. You know, we we can leave it off. But I did want to touch on it. If anybody here listening is like also into horror movies and Marvel, 
and you haven't watched Werewolf by Night, it's totally worth checking out. It's a fun time. And it's only 50 minutes. So, like, what do you... Like, it's it's like the same as an episode of fucking, you know, F-Boy Island. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, my number six... So this is the last of my uh, my bottom tier is Prey. Did you have Prey on your list at all? I... I, I did I'm, leave Prey off because I went through the the mm-hmm. um, debate with myself as to whether or not it was more action than horror, and I mm. decided, based on the other ones I had on the list, yeah. that I wouldn't include yeah. it. Yeah, that's fair. Again, it's, it, similar thought process as mine towards uh, Orphan, you know, like, does it really count as a horror? It does, because I don't like to be, I don't like to gatekeep, you know, with horror movies. Mm-hmm. We had a whole episode about... <laughs> Well, our survival horror one about like, do you think, does this count as a horror movie? And like, yeah, I'm sure somebody is scared enough of aliens that the predator is really terrifying to them. So it counts. But uh, it is much more action adventure skewed than than horror. So I definitely uh, agree with you on that. But I similar to Mad God, I think just the artistry and like like just achievement in the field uh, of filmmaking Mm-hmm. was worth it it's enough for me enough. yeah definitely. yeah to to put it on here because like it had an all like it, it, so it's about um what, what is the uh the the uh, comanche tribe um you know it was like all native american like comanche led like cast writing like directing um it, it, it's just so faithful to and respectful of like of the culture but without sacrificing even like a little bit to the you know to the narrative of the movie it's just like a solid movie the predator was probably the coolest predator i've ever seen in a movie yeah definitely i didn't mind the cgi animals that there was a lot of um like there was like a big cg bear that was like really well animated so like I, that didn't take me out of the movie which is a risky run with with that kind of thing but just like, uh, and the, I didn't the, think it was any less believable a bear that was in Revenant, and people love those bears. Yeah, so. people people love that bear. Uh, and just uh, yeah, it, it was just a really really good movie. I know people were like, you you get those like neck you know neck beard dudes who were like, uh, what what's her, what's the main character's name? Nehru, I think. Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's just a Mary Sue. She could just fucking you know all of a sudden beat the predator and i'm like well you clearly didn't watch the movie because like yeah seriously the, like the whole she, movie she learned so much throughout the movie yeah and also the predator gets like super fucked up the whole time like it, so it's like all like the i don't know the, the i've seen a lot of complaints about the movie from like just clearly losers <laughs> yeah, they don't fucking count <laughs> yeah they don't their vote doesn't count anyway and it certainly won't count in my list anyway so whatever but no but i thought prey was one of my Again, one of my, I'm based. I base this on like how do like you know how good do I remember feeling watching these movies? You know, mm-hmm. and Prey. I was like in it the whole time. It was just uh, uh, every everything about it just like had me on my you know on the edge of my seat. I was like, this movie is good. I wish I could have seen this in theaters. Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm glad me and you ended up watching this out of theaters though. I'm I, I this was a movie that I was very happy to kind of shoot across the wall on the projector and view with some friends. To view with a group, yeah, yeah, but yeah, fun movie. I I, I don't know if it'll make it, I don't know if it needs to make the top five, but uh, it definitely needs to be mentioned. So you know, another one I wanted to touch on, but I'll put it on. I'll put it to the side just in case. All right, so that's the bottom half of your list. Yeah, so Did give me the Barbarian- top. 
So we have Pearl as number one and Barbarian yeah. as number five. Yeah. Are you comfortable with leaving that? Do you want Barbarian to be That's higher? totally or fine you, by you me. You also left it at five, five right? Um, okay. The ones that we have, I think the next one that's on both of our top five would be X, right? Yeah, so I have that as my number three movie. Same. Perfect. Oh. So we need to pick a number two and a number four and then figure out, I don't know, 20 minutes of other stuff to talk about. Oh, don't worry, because I have I have lots of stuff to say about uh, other movies. You know, we have we have our backlog. We should definitely touch on. But yeah, but. give me so give me the rest of your. So what is the rest of your top five? So obviously, Barbarian at five. What's your four? My four is Hellbender. I Hellbender. thought Hellbender was a awesome Ooh. movie. I thought it was a very tight. Uh, it kind of hit at a point in my life where the content was far more mm-hmm. relevant. I spent a lot of time reading about, you know, witches and the occult and uh Yeah, there was a hot minute of, where I was wondering if you were going to go full on witch like on me. I mean, I I I have I have lots of academic knowledge on the subject now. I, I felt I felt very confident. Uh, and I kind of blame I kind of blame our D&D campaign a little bit on it cuz it only encouraged you more to 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 get further in and I was like, "Uh-oh." It's so funny. The <laughs> like, you know, the left wing like or excuse me, right wing like, you know, cuz conservative nutjobs who have for decades been preaching like D&D turns people into Satanists and uh, they're into occult this and, you know, baby sacrificing that. Well, they weren't wrong, but they were wrong. They were wrong. I realized realized that halfway through the year, I'm like, I'm reading a 700-page occult book uh, just to role play in D and D more accurately, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, they were right. I'm the I'm the case study." Yeah, but you know what? They were wrong about the fact that it was a bad thing because it's not. Turns yeah. out the Satanists are the nice ones. Absolutely. I mean, that's never been a question. No, no. But never. Um, yeah, Hellbender was very witchy. It was about a mother and daughter. And the mother's power is kind of starting to wane as the daughter is starting to come into her own and really understand her um, place in the world. It was a very interesting, like, kind of naturalistic and, uh, like, pagan look at witchcraft. And uh, the stuff that they did uh, definitely echoed to a lot of the texts I was reading. And I thought it was a really well-put-together, fun, modern look at witchcraft in general. And uh, it was brutal, had a lot of cool, you know, blood and guts, and they were doing all sorts of fun witchcraft, and I just thought it was very stylish and uh, had a lot of heart. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. It was good. It was because it was like a, it was a good mother daughter, you know, co- coming of age story, uh, but also like, like terrifying and like horrific, which like, you know puberty tends to be anyway so it was a good analogy yeah. Uh, yeah it was a really good movie i did i did enjoy it a lot so I'm, I'm definitely with you on it i don't know for me i mean it didn't even make my you know top 10 there's a lot of those movies mm-hmm. uh, where'd you get where'd nope land for you because nope is my number six so if we both agree nope well, is within the top 10 i think we got to seat that somewhere well i can't because i didn't see it oh that's right that's so right. i can't you know, in good conscience, like properly rate it because I, I even though I'm confident it's fantastic because I have just like a utter belief in Jordan Peele, I, I I have not seen the movie. So I can't, you know, can't quite get it there because, you know, if you really were to make a, 
you know, impassioned plea that it does it really does deserve to be in the top five. I might, you know, I, I might see it to you. I only see Hellbender higher up the nope just because I thought it was like a more interesting like horror movie. I, hmm. I thought nope, like kind of ventured on the side of a lot more adventure uh, gotcha. and like kind of mystery then hellbender was a lot more like these are scary witches hurting people and kind of discovering their own place in the world uh, yeah. i just i just felt like it had like a more horror vibe we'll, we'll figure out where where nope fits i mean it was the highest grossing horror movie of the year so they but that did doesn't something mean, right that yeah true but again that I, might I, I, might just be the uh, good nothing, faith in uh, good faith in Jordan. Well, here let's so let me. Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about my number four. So my number four was also like a kind of a, a, a lesser known movie. So mine was Hatching. Oh yes. Have you? So did you end up seeing Hatching? No, but I almost did yesterday. I was like, oh, oh I should probably watch this because I know Matt liked it a lot. But now I regret not watching. Yeah, it. dude. I I would definitely watch it. I'm sure Heather, you know would also watch it so it could be a good group watch i I think um but yeah so hatching is a uh, i believe it's swedish um a a a swedish horror movie so it's uh you know requires some subtitle reading which i know uh, as somebody who is also very averse to to reading subtitles not because i have anything wrong with other languages i just don't read very fast and sometimes like uh i i I also am doing other things while i'm watching movies so i need to hear what things are being said and and i don't always have the ability to dedicate like my eyes to the screen so i end up not watching a lot of foreign movies um but that doesn't mean they're bad uh hatching in fact is very very good it's sort of like a it has a very storybook like fairy tale vibe to it um, it's about this little girl who, you know, she has her family, her mom, her dad, her little brother. Um, uh, uh, I'm not good at guessing ages. Uh, she's like pre-puberty, you know, so maybe like 10, 10, 11 year old girl. Um, her mom is like a social media lady, you know, so she like wants the whole house to be like perfect all the time. And like everybody, she's oh, always she's like one of the social media moms. She's a social media mom, you know. So she's like got this like sort of perfect life that she's cultivated, even though everybody in the like house is like not <laughs> and is also struggling to keep up with the demands of this mom. It's definitely like a coming of age movie. Basically, uh, the movie starts the re- the real movie starts when like a during their filming of one of these like, you know, social media posts, a like big bird crashes into the like. Uh, their window and like shatters it and like causes like this big old ruckus. Um, the little girl, her name is, uh, I think it's like pronounced Tinja. It's like, it's, it's spelled Tinja, like T-I-N-J-A, but it's like Tinja. Tinja. Uh, like Tinja. Um, she, after this, she finds like an egg in like the bushes outside her house, like a little bird egg. And she takes it inside and she starts to like, you know, she puts it under her pillow to like keep it warm. Um, and over time it starts to grow into this giant egg. That's like the size of her. Um, and eventually it hatches into 
And this is one of the reasons why I put it this high on the list because it hatches into this bird human creature. It's like, it's, but they have like an animatronic puppet and it is one of the craziest looking animatronics I've ever seen. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) The bird has like a long beak, but it's also got human teeth in it. And like, it's just this long spindly critter. Yes, it's gross. Dude, this thing is nasty, but it looks so good. It's wild. And just like, she has to like hide this grotesque thing from her family. Um, But then like over the course of the movie, I'm not going to spoil it because especially if we want to watch it, but it's in the trailer, I believe over the course of the movie as the, this, like this girl's like, you know, little bird child she's raising, it starts to become more and more human and look more and more like her. Oh no. Oh no. And it just, it, it, and it's just like, super creepy but also very like um just floaty and whimsical at the same time it very it's like super like watching like a like a grim fairy tale kind of thing you know like it's just it's so that the performances are great there's some really good gore and the 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 animatronic for this bird thing is so wild that I, I, it's, it has stuck, the whole movie has stuck with me. It's, it, it's really, really good. So I, you know, you haven't seen it, so we can bump it. Um, but it's, we should definitely put on our watches and anybody who is willing to watch anyone who's listening, who's willing to watch, you know, a foreign movie, check out the Swedish movie hatching. It's really good. It like, I, I, uh, I was totally like roped in the whole movie start to finish. It's got like a really, really good vibe, uh, just wall to wall. So that's my. So let know. me let me ask you this in, in in hopes of filling out at least one more. Would you consider where was Smile on your list? Did that make it on your ten? It did not. It did not. Okay. No. I was going to say, would you consider bumping up X or Barbarian to either the second or fourth spot? Well, I have one more in my top. I have my number two. Oh, okay. Go go. My number two was Scream. Scream five. Okay. Did, did Scream make it onto your list at all? Scream didn't make it onto my list, but I'm definitely willing to concede that as a number two spot. I'll, I can I can give – well, here's the thing. I can bump X up to two because I do think X is the better of movie the of, of the two of them. I, I just didn't enjoy it as much only because of my attachment to the Scream series, but I will okay. – I, I will – allow x to take number two slot if because if you were gonna let scream take number two let's drop that down to number three yeah sounds good so it'll go pearl x scream and i only say so yeah so for scream my only you know i'm a huge scream fan uh all the way down to like the first movie um I think Scream is responsible for a lot of the movies we have today only because it did such a had such a huge hand in just revitalizing the horror genre. Uh, I I think its legacy is strong enough to like keep it together. But the fact that even though it has a strong legacy, they don't stop trying as hard as possible to make good movies. Yeah. They're not less resting on their laurels. Exactly. Like every Scream movie, even I know people didn't really like Scream 4, but Scream 4 is like actually one of my, I, I think Scream it, for me, it, it goes one, four, five. Mm. And maybe 
one might even, you know, depending on how I'm feeling any given day, one could be bumped off from the top list for, for four or five. Um, just because I've seen one so many times that now it's a little old hat for me. They're always trying something new. They're always keeping in mind like the most modern horror tropes and contrivances possible. You know, they're always like ahead of the game and it's every movie is just like such a fun time, like to try and figure out who the killers are going to be. And especially with scream five, like they're, they're so hyper aware that that we know that any single person like could possibly like in be the killer that it's just like it's the, the movie has so much fun with itself, but also doesn't stop being scary. Like the ghost face in, in scream five was really scary. Like he was less clumsy for most of the movie than he's been A in, in the rest of them. Killer, yeah. yeah. And just like, he's just scary i mean the scream ghost face mask is so iconic like it just i don't know scream scream five totally totally hit me on all cylinders like i I was like it was like a thrill ride the whole time they like paid respect to the old movies like they always do but they also ushered in lots of new characters who are going to be taking i mean they brought jenna ortega into the series so i have to give them credit for that alone i mean you bring jenna ortega in I'm coming in with you, you know, like I'll take me out, take me on the ride. Jenna Ortega is, she must be protected at all costs. She's the greatest. <laughs> so scream for me, scream. Like it was just also, I mean, you, you remember scream five. You remember the, the one scene where the kid is like, just kind of like opening the oh, fridge yes, and cabinets and right doors in his house. It, yeah. And the movie keeps teasing you. He, the, and it happens like 10 times where you're like, all right, now he's going to be behind this door for sure. And but still no. So funny. Like the the the, the Scream movies just fucking know what they're doing, man. So I I I think uh, I think Scream should be up there. And we'll see how they do. We'll see if they can keep up this uh this pace with Scream 6 this year. All right. So right now with the addition of Scream as number 3, we're looking at Pearl X Scream and Barbarian at number 5. Yeah, so we need a number 4 or 5 depending on if we want to bump one of the other ones around. Where did Halloween land on yours? Halloween was nine for was me. in your nine. Okay. It was number nine. So it was in the bottom of my list. It it was pretty low down. I think, you know, it's controversial, you know, because you and I had a whole episode about how we're aware that everybody hates it, but we also really liked it, you know? We loved it. And we lo- like, it was really hard for me to leave it on my honorable mentions. And I only did that because we'd already covered it so much we already talked about it yeah and uh there are a lot of other movies that you know i think on their own standalone were a much stronger movie but Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to see it on the list and not like you know sneak it in but also where was orphan where was orphan on your list uh, that was my number eight so i'm willing to scoot that one yeah i'm i'm just i you know it i after all this talking i you know I'm thinking about things. Where was Smile on yours? I didn't have it. It was off. You know, it was good, but it, it just, for for me, I, I don't think it quite makes the cut. It was good. It's certainly worth checking out. Uh, But I think, I think the movie kind of dawdles for, for a while. And then also the ending was scary, but uh, a, a little too 
<laughs> CGIE, you know, like. <laughs> okay, all right, a little bit too much uh, special yeah, effects. Yeah, I disagree, like, but okay, just a little too much. Not that I think it took away from the movie, but like I just feel like there's other ones that take that are better, you know. So, so it didn't quite make the cut for me, although I did enjoy it. So, still a recommend. I have n- nothing against it. In fact, if we if we had started this podcast earlier with like a little bit more time, we probably would have done an episode about it, yeah. you know, but we just, uh, you know, we just missed it. Passed we can us only by. do so many. So we, can we can only, only do, do so, so many. Yeah, we can only do so many next year when we are uh, we're in a better place to do like lot, lots more. We can do batch recording and stuff. We can definitely take care of movies like that. But um, yeah, so it didn't quite make it for me. Um, what are the other overlaps we had? We de- we both had so on the side here we have Prey and Mad God. Was there anything else? Obviously, you know, I, we can bump off Hatching even though I think it's really good, but you didn't see it, so I'm not going to, you know. This is a, col- a collaborative top 5, so that one's off. I mean, I think we had overlap on Men, did we not? Or did we, we not put we, Men on? We there? did. Men was my number 8. Okay. But you know what? I I'm not I don't I'm I'm not inclined to bump Men up only because I'm willing to to dark horse orphan from my honorable mentions onto my top list. Mm-hmm. I and I think I think Orphan beats men in terms oh, yeah. of in terms of how fun of a movie it is. So Yeah, I think the flaws in men are too great to yeah. to overshadow Orphan. <laughs> Yeah, Despite and I don't the orphan's flaws. <laughs> and I don't think Orphan had no flaws. That movie was awesome. Except for the fact that it has a terrible name. <laughs> terrible name, great movie. Uh but does that mean, you know, does that give it enough power to shoot it into our Can we do you do we want to really I think Barbarian Can we bump Barbarian up. up to 4? I I would be totally comfortable with Is that. are we doing this? Is does that mean can we bring Orphan into number 5? I mean, I here's what we're doing if that's if 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 that's what's gonna happen we are bumping orphan over smile that's nope yep well i and no, terrifier too all right uh, here's the thing nope would probably be would would definitely be on on this top five list if i had seen it so to the listeners if you really loved nope i'm sorry this is my fault but nope can't be on here <laughs> because I didn't see it. <laughs> so I, I I promise we can come, you know, in a future episode, I'll I'll have watched it and I, I can, you know, maybe we can do a quick, you know, reevaluation. Just, I, I you know, an honorable be like, all right, you know what? Nope should be this number on the list. But for right now, for our definitive list, I don't think we could put nope on there because I didn't see it. I think it's a reasonable aspiration to... In the beginning of next year's uh, year in review episode, we'll reevaluate our picks. Yeah. And after you've seen some of the other ones, mm-hmm. we will we will decide whether or not our first one was exactly as it should have been, or maybe we have some room to uh, room to grow. Alter. Yeah, but yeah. So I. But we'll save that for next yeah, year. Yeah, but do you? So do you? Do you think? I mean, it's better. Orphans better than men. Yeah. I think in order to. To just keep everybody not upset at us, I think we we can not include Halloween on the top five. Um, I think Orphan was was more enjoyable than Mad God. 
Mad okay. God was. Do you think Orphan was better than Barbarian? Barbarian? No. Okay. Do you think Barbarian was better than Scream? No. Maybe not better. Did you like it more than Scream? No, I did. Okay. I mean, I think I think that solidifies our our top five. Then. Okay. So what is so the top five? Starting with five, we have this is our this is our top top five movies of 2022. The Devil's Cut top five list. Number five, Orphan, First Kill. Terrible name. Great movie. Number four. Barbarian. Barbarian. Ugh, what a good movie. I just still to this day think about that scene where Justin Long is just like running around with that tape measure, man. <laughs> and just ignoring all of the scary shit around him. And he's just so excited about how much money he can sell his house for. That's like the best part of the movie. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Look at these cages. They must have some dogs. Oh, uh, so fucking funny. Number three. Scream or Scream 5, depending on how you want to, you know. Uh, n- We're gonna look at it number Scream five. It. Scream five, fantastic movie, self-aware, scary, fun, just all-around good movie. Number two, X. Oh, X Man, what a what a great ride that movie is. Watched it again recently. It's just it's just gorgeous. You know what? It it, it, it you love every character in that movie. You actually feel bad when they go. Uh, just like a good cast. Mia Goth is insane great pacing yeah builds tension perfectly yeah oh and some great when when the the cameraman gets killed by by pearl and the the whole the whole palette like changes to red and don't fear the reaper starts fucking rocking in so good so fucking good and i mean we we figured this out almost immediately pearl number one no surprise pearl Pearl, yeah. Pearl is the best movie. If you guys still have, if you li- if you listened to our Pearl episode and didn't go see it, you're fucking crazy. Uh, it, it, like Pearl, Pearl is the best movie. I and it's funny too because it also it, it kind of runs into the same problem that Orphan First Kill had for me, where I was like, but Pearl's not really like a scary movie, but I loved it so much I didn't give a shit. You know, I don't know. I think Pearl is scary enough. <laughs> it's she scary is a and terrifying little bitch. <laughs> it's scary in sort of a. Like Pearl herself is scary, but like the the horror of the movie comes in like when you can identify with how Pearl feels in in having yeah, dreams. The horror shattered. of the movie is less about watching her kill people and more about realizing her dream is dying, and then trying to figure out at what point in your life you are. Are you already Pearl? Are you about to be Pearl? Yeah, yeah. That's it's a real deep. It's a deep, deep horror. It's like a, it's like an old God kind of horror, you know, like, like Cthulhu, Cthulhu would be proud of Pearl and in the way it affects people. (laughs) An existential threat. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's, I, I mean, I, I really, I didn't, I was curious to see what our lists were going to be. I didn't have really any doubt (laughs) that Pearl would be number one. No, me either. Uh, you know, I thought maybe we'd have some different opinions on X, but we were also we also ranked X at the same slot as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think this list, honestly, it went a lot smoother than I thought it was gonna. We had one, three, and five locked in immediately. Uh, yeah, that that's it. Just goes to show you how powerful those movies were. You know what I mean? Like for us to immediately been like, yep, and and how powerful our friendship is. <laughs> That's the real award. Yeah, the real award is <laughs> is our friendship. And that's what these movies get. They get the fact that me and Eric watched them and loved them. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's the list. There you go. Pearl X, Scream, Barbarian, Orphan. But also, check out all the other ones we talked about. I mean, 
they made our top tens for a reason, you know, and I think we gave a pretty solid explanation as to why anybody would want to watch them. Yeah, so I mean, we poked holes and poo-pooed on pretty much every one of these movies at some point in talking about them, but that's not oh, yeah. bad movies. We're just trying to find a barometer. Yeah, the movies aren't perfect, but that doesn't mean they, you know, a movie doesn't have to be perfect to be the best. It's just got to, you know, speak to us Be properly. The best. Uh, but yeah, so I have so I have my catch up list. Uh, right now, I only have two movies on here based on what we talked about. Yeah, you want to we want to look at, uh, you know, uh, our backlogs or you want to look at uh, moving forward into next year. Uh, so the back. So right now, I only have two movies that I know for sure I need to watch. Um, but I feel like was there one more on your list that I didn't see? Oh, bodies, bodies, bodies. That wasn't on my list. That was just in the uh, the top ten. Of, oh, you wasn't that wasn't on your list. All right. Yes, no, it but, was not. But that is one I want to watch. I also have to see Nope. But there's one other movie that I want to watch called Monstrous. Mm-hmm. It's with our. It's with our. Uh, uh, you know, everyone's one of everyone's favorite horror legends, uh, Christina Ricci. Uh, it's about her. She's like a, a housewife who has like left her husband. And taken her son to like a, live in a new house, and some sort of like creepy swamp monster from like the river behind their house starts haunting when did them. This come out. I I have never seen anything about this. It came out this year, but it I didn't see anything about it. I just one day was scrolling through Amazon, and it was like, oh, you want to rent this new release? And I was like, what the hell is this? This looks awesome. So it does I look pretty cool. Yeah, it it looks good. I mean, it's got Christina Ricci, so at the very least, it'll be entertaining from her alone. Um, I don't know anything really else about the movie, but it's it, for a while it's been on my list of like, oh, I should watch this. And in looking up like horror releases from from this year in preparation for this episode, it actually came up like quite a few times for me. So I'm going to check it out and see, you know, see if I missed out on anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know as far as my list goes, I know. Uh, what is it? The Hatching? Yeah. Hatching. That one's definitely on my list. I've that might be coming up that one. pretty soon. We might watch that relatively soon with all everybody. Um, but outside of that, uh, I know a movie that just hit Shutter that uh, there's a lot of buzz about that I'm really interested in is A Wounded Fawn. Yes, uh, I have heard. About I wanted that. to try and sneak that in before this episode, but I didn't have time. I ended up watching The Watchers, so I scratched that one off of my uh, Watcher backlog. Was good. That one was good. And um, there was another one from this year that I definitely missed out. Um, Speak No Evil. Uh, that was another one. Oh yeah, that out on Shutter right now. I yeah. heard a lot of people say good things. Haven't seen. Yeah, it. that was another one that kept popping up, and I had not heard anything about it. So uh, I'll I'll check that one out with you too. We can we can peep that guy. I think uh, other than that, looking forward, we have some really uh, big deal movies coming out that we are gonna be checking out and covering i think first on the calendar or we should probably figure this out now are we gonna do an episode on megan oh yeah 100 that, that comes out in like six days oh yeah we will 100 that might be the next episode yeah i think so next episode tuned, everybody the next episode has to be megan right like that that that's huge so we're, we're definitely talking about megan um that's coming up uh as uh, i think our closest release to this but you know we're getting a new um uh, da, 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 what is the name of it oh we're getting the new m night Shyamalan movie knock at the cabin that has oh that is the uh, Shyamalan movie isn't it All right. some interesting looking things going on coming up you know winnie the pooh blood and honey in february oh stay uh, tuned for, for that one 
uh, this weird Renfield movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. I can't tell if that's supposed to be more horror or more comedy, but we'll find out. Either way, we'll find out. I, I'll talk about Renfield. We're definitely talking. We're definitely having an episode on Scream 6, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We can do Renfield. That sounds funny. Looking far ahead into the future, next October, next coming spooky season, we're getting mm-hmm. The Exorcist. Oh, dude. 13th. I'm stoked. So for that that'll one. be a fun reboot. And uh, we have so. a new Insidious movie coming out as well. Really? You know what? Oh, I, yeah. I, I've always had a problem with the Insidious movies because they're they're really good. But like the the first two movies were about the family, like you know the uh, the Patrick Wilson family. Mm-hmm. But then the other all the other Insidious movies were about the woman who dies in the first Insidious movie, and they just keep going farther back in time. And I'm like, well, you guys did this. I'm like, well, you guys did this in the worst possible order. Like, because you can't possibly tell new stories like going beyond. You can't tell modern stories anymore because you killed the lady. Oh, Matt, I have such, such splendid news for you because the new one is going to be about the Patrick Wilson's family um, as he's dropping his son off for college. So the kid from the first one is now going to college. Wow. It's been that long, huh? We've been alive that long. What about the ten years? <laughs> what about the other son? Year jump that they forget about halfway through the movie. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's been forgotten about. Yeah, he's the, what if they? <laughs> it'd be really funny if they just didn't even mention that they still had that second son. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be about the son's repressed demons haunting both uh, him and his father, Patrick Wilson's character. Wow, Sp- I thought did Patrick Wilson survived the second movie. I guess so. Survived enough. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen him, but I'm pretty sure he makes it through. <laughs> I know we might have to do a we might have to do a re uh, like a marathon rewatch of the Insidious movies just to catch ourselves up for that one. But we can we'll definitely talk. That's going to be a big release, so we'll do we'll do Insidious. But also, new Evil Dead movie coming out. Very excited for that. That looks very scary. I would like to do f- possible future episode. I kind of would like to do a deep dive into the. Uh, the Evil Dead movies, all all of the or the Evil Dead verse. Yeah, I, I mean, so we can we can figure that one out, especially maybe leading up to the release of that movie. Yeah, we could do we can take care of that. We got a while. That's not till April. Yeah, yeah, we got we got time. We I can watch right you and barrel, I can catch though, up on uh, on Ash vs. the Evil Dead. So I think right down the barrel, though, we're looking at Megan uh, next week. And then at the end of the month, Infinity Pool is a new Mia Goth heater. Uh, oh, that is a Mia Goth from, movie. OK, uh, yeah. <sighs> And then Maxine later this year. Oh, dude, that's the big one. Can oh, can Maxine stick the landing? Can can we get it? Because right now, because the Devil's Cut top 2022 20, movies were Pearl and X. Can Maxine make it to number one uh, for 2023? I think she'll have some stiff competition. She's you know, gonna. With with some, some big name franchises here. I, I'm kind of hoping she makes the hat trick. That would be. I mean, I'm definitely pulling for it too because yeah. I want to see a really good movie. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I just want the movie to be really good because I don't want to watch a bad movie. But uh, <laughs> I, I just for the just for the clout, uh, I almost like I'm I'm praying that they uh, <laughs> they can they can do it. Yeah, that's so we got a we got a hell of a year ahead of us, man. Resolutions as far as the podcast go, you know, I'm hoping we're gonna keep doing movie reviews. Obviously, you know, we'll take care of Megan uh once it comes out uh 
We just talked about a bunch of other movies that are happening. Uh, I want to start doing more, like I said, with The Evil Dead. I want to start doing maybe some deep dives on some older stuff. You know, not necessarily like recap reviews because, I mean, if you haven't seen these movies, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but like maybe go back and, and do some research, you know, he- research heavy apps, stuff like that. I want to yeah. talk about. Uh, Analyze some franchises and yeah. see what what's going on. Yeah, totally into that. I've also maybe some ranking episodes too. Um, we could do like uh, you know our favorite slashers or our, you know who are the top ten killers stuff like that. That could yeah, be fun. Yeah, definitely. Play some, I mean, also, play some like, more what, games. You know what? What do you guys, as listeners, want to hear? Let us know if you guys are into that kind of thing. Definitely hit us up and let us know what kind of episodes you're hoping for this coming year. Yeah, if there's We're, definitely you know, very open to influence at this stage, and uh, <laughs> you know. We're interested in what you guys are interested in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now's the time. Now's the time to shape the podcast with us. If you have anything to say, you speak it now before we settle in. Um, but, yeah, no, if if you guys had any suggestions, you want to hear us talk about something, a subject, a movie, you know. And it doesn't have to be new stuff, old stuff, too. We're definitely yeah. going to hit a couple of really good uh, throwbacks, uh, you know, we're kind of dabbling into Screenbox now. We've been big stands of Shutter for a long time, so we're gonna yeah. try and dig up some gold out of those mines and bring it to but you. Yeah, I mean, so that's uh, I mean, that's that's it for me. I think we we hit it all. Uh, we talked about our favorites uh, from the year. I don't think there's much else to say uh, uh, except goodbye to 2022. I hope uh, keep up with it. Can we toast it? I'll do. I'll do a little toast. A little toast. <laughs> little toast to, to, to say goodbye to 2022 to 2022 and all of the good things and bad things and awful things you and were terrible things coming <laughs> to 2022 you were slightly better than the couple before you but the competition wasn't too tough so <laughs> cheers <laughs> to you all right that's it from uh, us here at the devil's cut happy happy new year and we'll uh catch y'all uh, n- next week uh for Megan. <laughs>